You're listening to a sermon preached at Sojourn Carlisle. With the recent spread of COVID-19, we've suspended local services. The following audio is a devotional by Pastor James, and we pray it's an encouragement to you. Hey, good morning. Uh, This is Pastor James Fields uh, coming to you on Saturday morning, March 14th. Uh, Just wanting to give a word of encouragement to our church during this Um, unprecedented time um, that we are now living in. Um, I want to give a word based upon our three values of maturity, uh, multi-ethnicity, and dimensionality. In regards to maturity, um, one of the things I will call us to as a church is to recognize, um, to recognize the seriousness of this matter. Um, This is a very, very serious event that we are in right now, and I don't say that to scare you. Um, but I do want you to, to take the right precautions um, and to make sure you're doing the right things to prepare yourself um, for um, this pandemic. Um, prepare yourself by uh, purchasing um, groceries um, for a long extended of time. If you don't have the means or even the resources to do that, we have a food pantry here at our church. We would love to provide food for you and your family. Um, that's not just for the local community. That's first and foremost for the household of believers, for our members. Um, so if you want or you need to have um, additional food items in your home, if you don't have food for up to three to four weeks, we would encourage you to do so. Um, and by God's grace, if you don't need that food during that time, you'll have enough to share with those who are around you um, if, if needed. Um, all, nearly almost 100 years ago, um, a similar pandemic called the Spanish flu took over America in 1918. Um, it created a similar panic within America that we're having right now. In the city of Philadelphia, um, through a parade, um, disregarding the warnings that was provided and even um, based upon um, their own discretion, um, they still end up having a parade despite the oncoming pandemic. And as a result, hundreds, excuse me, thousands of people eventually lost their lives. Um, and they all eventually lost their lives. Three days later, every bed in Philadelphia's 31 hospitals were filled to capacity. They were filled with sick and dying patients who were been affected by the Spanish flu. By the end of the week, more than 4,500 were dead um, due to this outbreak that would uh, eventually claim as many as 100 million people worldwide. Just 90 miles west, um, a different story occurred in the city of St. Louis. You see, um, within two days um, of detecting its first cases among its local citizens, um, public, public gatherings in St. Louis were limited to no more than 20 people. And as a result, uh, many um, there was much more less devastation um, than in Philadelphia. I say this to say, again, not to create fear, um, but I say this to say that although this is tedious and although this is very laborious, uh, social distancing has been known throughout history to help uh, eliminate and even prevent uh, the advancement of viruses. Um, and it's a way for us as a church to love one another and also to love our local community and our surrounding city well. So we want us to recognize uh, the seriousness of the situation. Not just that, but we also want you to rest. Pastor Nick gave a great prophetic word two weeks ago. If you haven't heard that sermon, or if you want to go back and listen to that sermon, I encourage you to do so. But in it, he encouraged us to rest in God. 
He talked about how Jesus went away to rest himself and that we need to follow protocol in our spiritual walks even to this day. Psalm 46, one says it this way about resting in God. It says, God is our refuge and our strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. I love how I learned this in my old Baptist church, my black Baptist church growing up in Detroit. It says, God is our refuge and our strength. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. So we want you to rest in this God. We want you to rest in the God of the scriptures um, in this way. But not only do we want you to rest in God, we also want you to rest from hurry. Now, I want to make a clear distinction. I'm not saying work. So if middle schoolers or elementary uh, school children are listening to this and say, Pastor James said I don't have to work during uh, while I'm at home, that's not true. I want you to rest from hurry and not work. Work is beautiful. It is it is important. Um, and we we want to honor and work. We want to honor God uh, and we want to worship him in all of our life through the different vocations he's called us to uh, to work within. But we do want to rest from hurry. I love what Drew Willard said in uh, one of his books. He says, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must relentlessly eliminate hurry from your life. So rest well during this time. Allow this time that almost as a sabbatical to not just... Uh, do the things that you love as far as Netflix or Instagram or TikTok for us uh, of the younger persuasion, um, but to rest well in family, um, having family games, doing family devotionals, having family prayer, um, and, and really rediscovering and really um, resting well in, in your local context, that is your, your local family. Not only do we want you to recognize the significance of the, this event, not only do we don't want you to rest well in God, but we also want you to rediscover. In my sermon last week, I started off by talking about the different um, events that have happened in our country in the, in the short three months of 2020. And the one thing I told you guys is that I believe God will respond with these words, do not fear. And I still stand firm upon that truth that God has called us not to fear, not to have a spirit of fear during this time. I love how um, Paul says in um, to the book of Timothy, he says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. We want to rediscover um, God, um, not just um, in resting in him, but also in his sovereignty, that our God is in control, that he is in control of this epidemic, this pandemic, He's controlled when things are going well, and he's especially in control when things are not going well or as planned or as expected. Remember what I said in the sermon, I said that unfamiliarity can be a catalyst for intimacy with God. And honestly, church, that's one of my greatest prayers, that this time of being unfamiliar and this time of being unknown and in this unprecedented time that we're in right now, that it would be a catalyst. It would be a catalyst for us to have intimacy with God. God has always pursued his people during times of great uncertainty and times where it was just unprecedented. And may God do the same, even in our church and our lives, both at Carlisle, Church Soldier and Church Carlisle, but even um, in his church worldwide. Much like the disciples, we might feel alone right now. You might feel isolated. You may be at watching this in your own home by yourself, um, alone. Um, and you, sometimes we can feel alone and even isolated within the storm. But unlike the disciples, I would ask us, 
to cry out and ask God to be with us in the middle of the storm. Remember, one of the things that we talked about last week in our sermon was don't um, ask God just to remove the storm, but to ask God to show up in the middle of it. This is a great time for us to actually um, not just be hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word, to cry out to our God, to cry out to God, not just on, on behalf of yourself, but to cry out to God on behalf of one another. Those who maybe are homebound, those who are ailing, um, those who maybe won't have someone to have the uh, person in their home to provide comfort um, other than themselves. So regards to maturity, we want you to recognize, we want you to rest, and we also want you to rediscover. In regards to multi-ethnicity, we want you to do something very, very simple. We want you to simply be reminded of others during this time. See, we are live and we worship within a multifaceted church. And one of our greatest reasons for canceling service, even this Sunday, was because of that reason. The multi-generational facet that we have in our church. We not only have uh, members who are uh, in their 30s and 20s and uh, 40s, 30s and 20s, but we also have those who are in their 90s, their 80s and 70s by God's grace. And we're so thankful for them. And I want our younger members to, younger congregants, younger members in our congregants to remember that what's easy for you may not be, may be hard for another. That what's easy for you to do, to get in your car and maybe go get groceries or um, to provide for yourself, what's easy for you may be hard for another. What's simple for you may be difficult for another. And then finally, what's common sense for you may not be common sense for another. We want to grow in our sensitivity to the multi-ethnic, multi-faceted church that God has given us. Um, and if you have needs or if you um, are someone who maybe is not feeling so comfortable um, in this environment, please let us know because we have men and women in our church who have already emailed us and asked us to reach out and to let them know if we have older members in our congregation who need them to go grocery shopping or who need for them um, to provide for certain resources for them. We want to serve you in this way. So please allow us to do so um, if this uh, message finds you needing um, additional resources beyond what you already have. And then finally, we want to be missional as always. Uh, and missionality, what we want to do is we want to reach out. Um, and what I mean by that is this, is that this is a great time and this is a good reminder for all of us of the significance and the importance of community groups, that community groups are the lifeblood of our church. And we want to invite you not just to be a part of community groups, but if you are not a part of a community group, this is a great time for you to be a part of that. Community group leaders, I ask that if you have not done so already, create a group meet, create a group chat so that you can be in constant contact with those who are in your uh, care and under your provision. Um, letting them know prayer requests, praises, um, sharing the best ideas of things they're doing in their home, games, um, and things of that nature. I think it's just always wise to have um, that outlet for us to be able to keep constant communication with one another. So if you haven't done so, I encourage you to do so um, soon, sooner than later um, at, at your earliest convenience. Not only that, we also want to look into our community. Um, so in regards to our community groups, we want to provide resources, provide resources for one another. Um, if someone can't go to the grocery store or if someone has extra toilet paper that they know they don't need, let, let your community group know and see if we can provide resources and be a resource for one another in this season. In regards to our community, essentially what we want to do is go visit and help. 
Knock on your neighbor's door. This is a great excuse for you to get to know your neighbors if you don't already know them. See their needs. Ask them if they have needs. Ask if you can pray for them. Um, ask if you can come alongside them and um, just get to know them better um, during this season. Um, this is a great, great opportunity uh, for you to step into gaps, not just in your community group, but also within your local community, um, your neighbors um, around you. And then finally, we were looking at care and those who are in hospice. Um, we want to pray for those um, who are in our hospice care. I have personally sent notes, individualized notes to those who are in hospice care. And within the coming weeks, what we'll do is we'll provide more information of how to reach out to those members to community group leaders. And they will let you guys know um, how to uh, reach out to them. Um, so community group leaders look, be looking out for that in the coming week. Uh, we will be able to provide that for you guys. Church, I'm so thankful to be your pastor, um, especially in trying times like this. Know that our God is good. Um, fight for the reality of who he is and, um, and, and the character that he has shown, that he is faithful, good, and kind, and that God is more than able to do um, exceedingly and abundantly above anything we can ask or think during this season. Don't allow the circumstance to define God's character. Worship, praise, um, shout out um, your um, need for God. Um, shout out maybe even your frustrations that you don't understand. That's okay. Um, he already knows and he wants you to open up to shout, to, to let him know that as well. So, so thankful for you as a congregation. You guys have responded so well. Thank you for those who've just sent notes or emails to um, myself and Nick, just letting us know that we've been encouraged by our communication. We'll continue to have communication with you guys um, throughout the week, um, especially this upcoming week. As far as church next Sunday, um, we will decide that but no later than Friday, uh, March 20th. Um, so please be on the lookout for that as we kind of learn. But until then, may God be with you, may he keep you, may his face shine upon you and bring you peace. Shalom and much blessing to you in Jesus' name. Love you guys. I'm James A.P. Fields, Jr., lead pastor at Sojourn Church Carlisle. Thanks for listening. We're a church that is rooted in the community of South Louisville, and we are seeking to advance the gospel of Christ in South Louisville and beyond. For more sermons, info about our church, and ways you can support our ministry, visit SojournChurch.com backslash Carlisle, C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E. God bless.